Welcome to the Gathered Truths Podcast. My name is Jen Yaki. Join me each week as we create this sacred container for discovery and healing, a place where you are invited to safely inquire, contemplate, and explore the paths of wellness, awareness, and truth. Together, we will listen, breathe, learn, and grow so that we can show up for ourselves, our families, and our communities. Welcome to Gather Truths. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Gathered Truths podcast. This is episode number 10, double digits. So according to my husband, this is a very big deal because most podcasts, most people doing podcasts, um, they quit before episode 10. So I feel like we're about to go over the proverbial hump here and uh, super excited because there have been things that have uh, thwarted my ability to record. And so I'm so excited that we have made it to double digits, people. So thank you for continuing to listen. Thank you for supporting the podcast by subscribing and Perhaps if you felt the pull, you would leave a review. The algorithm likes words. So when you leave a two or three sentence review, then we are more easily found. So thank you for that. So this week, talking about the word regret. What comes up for you when I say that word regret? How does that feel in your body and spirit? Regret. So I have a not a love hate, but a love sadness, perhaps with the word regret. Um, positive, negative, um, with some gray. I try to have as much gray as possible. So a couple of things I was thinking um, about that word regret and because it came up the other day about, for me anyway, I was driving someplace and I was thinking about how awake I feel how alert I feel, how, um, how much I'm paying attention uh, in my life. And I was reflecting on times, a period of time, decades, where I was not paying attention. I was not engaged. I was not awake. I was living by default. I was um, confused and everything seemed very cloudy and unclear and I was thinking, you know, I just, I wish that I would have woken up sooner and not from a, hmm, not for a a regretful in the sense of sadness, but in wonderment, you know, 
um, where I love being so aware, most of the time anyway, um, that I'm so present for things that I am in awe of. So let me give you a couple of examples of this. A long time ago when I was playing professional golf, I was playing in a tournament and it was close to home. It was a very big tournament. It was actually a qualifier for a tournament. It was a U.S. Open qualifier and it happened to be in my hometown and my brother flew down to caddy for me in that event and um, I had prepared. I was I was prepared. I was probably a little overconfident because of I was at home, I was getting to sleep in my own bed. And I was probably more focusing on the fact that that might have an edge over other people that were traveling and um, having to sleep in a hotel and, and not having the comforts of home or their family around. And so there was a lot of external focus. And I remember um, I was standing on the tee box and I was um, playing to a par three. And I had played many practice rounds at this golf course and I knew what club to hit. I knew what was neutral. It was not an easy hole. There was a lot of um, bunkering, so a lot of sand around and the green was small. And this was one of those holes that you were just trying to get a three and then just go on to the next hole. You weren't trying to make a two and you just certainly wanted to avoid, you know, a five or a six. For those of you non-golfers, the higher the number, the worse. And I remember my brother and I sitting there discussing and I had it in my notes. This is the club that you hit. Um, and I don't know what happened. I was having this out of body experience where my ego just took over. And I thought that I could hit one club less. And my brother was trying to talk me out of it. And I was ignoring my notes. And it ended up being, as you can imagine, a disaster. And I walked to the next hole and I was thinking, I am never going to do that again. And so my point with the story is that sometimes we can have regret where it propels us to not do a behavior again. Like that was so bad, so whatever, embarrassing, disappointing, um, especially in that case, all the effort that I had put in, I just completely ignored it. So when I have been in that situation again, that experience comes to the forefront. And I remember standing on that tee. I remember what that, what the weather felt like and how I felt in my body and the discussions I had with my brother. And it is very, very vivid. And so when I was in those situations again, where I could feel my ego potentially trying to override all the other things... I didn't make the same mistake. So in that sense, regret was a good thing because it was a mistake, a failure, and I learned something from it. And again, I also have wonderment around it, like how amazing and crazy the brain is sometimes, especially if we're not paying attention. 
So when I was in my 30s, I remember Oprah turning 40 and then 50. And I remember her saying how free she felt, how awake she was, how aware and present she was for her life, how um, she was standing in her own power, how she felt that she wasn't afraid to be who she was, to show up as she was. And she felt like her relationships were better and she felt better. And I remember thinking um, in my 30s, I can't wait to get 40 or 50. I can't wait to turn 40 or 50 so I can feel that. And so my regret there was, why didn't I have the awareness the thought, oh, I bet I'd like to do that right now. There's some part of me that thought, oh, I have to wait until I'm 40 or 50 to have those things, to feel those things, to fulfill that. So perhaps there are things in your life that when you look back, you regret And maybe there's a positive spin on the regret. Um, Maybe there was and is a lesson to be learned. I don't know. I, like I said, I, I have a, um, a dual relationship with, with that word. Um, I wanted to share something with you about that and about um, how we process regret. So that obviously varies from one person to the next. But as I was saying that regret can certainly motivate us into action, can stop us dead in our tracks. It can sometimes if we don't do it, we don't spend some time mourning and grieving what could have been right? That, that also stops us from moving forward. Um, and I really have, you know, I've run into people where they say I have no regrets. And I love the line by Arthur Miller that says, maybe all one can do is end up with the right regrets. I love that. That just um, that doesn't spark fear or sadness with me. It actually brings me, um, joy and hope and possibility. Like what can I do different? What can be different the next time? Because here's the thing, I'm, I'm completely aware that even though I have made some, um, missteps in my life, that I would not be here. I would not be doing the podcast. I would not be married to my husband. I would not have Lucas. I would not have, you know, gather movement and wellness. I would never have written a book. So, so I could, I mean, how far back do you go before you start unwinding everything? And now your life is no longer what it is. And I suppose that if you are listening to this and you are unhappy with your life, you are not at peace, 
then it's an opportunity for us to look back and see how we got here. How, how did that happen? You know, it didn't, it didn't happen in a vacuum. And as, as many habit and pattern strategists will tell you that um, where we are today, most of the time, it's not because of some huge decision we made. It was little micro decisions along the way that got us to be where we are today. And sometimes when we look at those little micro decisions, um, it's unsettling. And that's okay, too. I mean, there have been many times in my life that I was like, what am I doing? What is going on here? How did I get here? And then I have one or two choices. One, continue to say that, which I did for many years, by the way, and kept with the same yucky patterns and the same coping mechanisms and which were actually not coping. (laughs) That's another story. Um, And instead of making a shift, well, this is how I got here. I don't want to be here any longer. And what do I do now? What shift needs to happen? What action needs to take place? Who do I need to ask for help? So, um, so as I look back, as, as I was thinking about this over the weekend, the process, my evolving has really happened over the last 12 years. So since my late thirties, I've been really on a quest, um, a journey, a seeking of change, of being more present in my life for being grateful for what I do have in my life for, um, just being more aware of who I am, how I feel, and how all of that affects my immediate circle um, and beyond. Um, Let's see, I have some notes here. I wanted to make sure that I covered a few points about this, this epiphany I was having as I was um, driving. So I think, again, the awareness or being awake is just is just that is just being aware, not daydreaming or drifting or living by default, because I spent many years living like that. And perhaps you are doing that now. I was with um, actually a group of young girls yesterday, um, 19 of them, and they they were 13 years old. And we were having a discussion about mindfulness and I asked them, um, do you ever feel like your life is not your own? Do you ever feel like you're just on to the next, checking something off the list? And nearly all of them were nodding their head. You know, I get up in the morning, I take a shower, I eat breakfast, I get to school, I go to class. I go to my extracurricular activities, I have dinner, I study, I shower, I go to bed, and I do it again. And what I said to them was, even though we have these routines and these things that we are required to do, it still doesn't mean that we can't be present and awake and aware while we're doing it. So mindfulness does not have to happen 
when we are on some beautiful mountaintop in Hawaii where nobody is around with a 360 degree view of the ocean. That mindfulness can be within those routines that you are aware of what you're doing in the moment. Instead of you doing a task and your brain, your mind being either at the next task or at the previous task, you are doing what you're doing here in the moment. So right now you're listening to the podcast and you're listening to my voice and you're listening to the topic. And then when you notice that your brain goes off into some tangent about what I've said, a judgment and opinion analysis, you just bring yourself back to my voice and listening to what is being said. And there'll be plenty of time for judgment and opinion and analysis in another 15 or 20 minutes. So these things that we're required to do in our lives, like go to work, shower, brush our teeth, eat, drink, sleep, we can still be mindful and present and awake and aware during those things. So I just wonder what's going on with you today, this week. And where you are with all of that, perhaps you're in the same place that I am, that you have the relationship with regret and wonderment in more of a positive space where those regrets, the failures, the mistakes, the missteps have brought you something different and better. Or you might be in a situation right now where you're like, oh my gosh, how did I get here? What is going on? What am I doing? Or you might be overwhelmed with something that's happening within your family. Maybe somebody is sick. Maybe somebody is hurt. Maybe somebody is struggling. Maybe there are things at work. Maybe there are projects that are due. Maybe there are other people associated with those projects. Maybe you're contributing to something that you don't want to contribute to. This can even happen as a person that is uh, retired. That you would think that your life is more your own when you don't have to show up for something else. But perhaps it's just not. Perhaps it is unfulfilling. And then there's always the chance that you've gotten into some bad habits. And maybe those habits are turning into regrets. Maybe you're not paying attention to your life. Maybe you are checking out in ways that you don't want to be checking out any longer. But whatever it is, know that at any moment and at any time, you can change direction. 
That doesn't mean that the circumstances change quickly, but the way that you live and the direction that you go and the choices that you make, those can change immediately. And then what happens is that the ripple effect of the decisions that we've made in the past, they get more in the rear view mirror. I always have a picture in my head of um, when I first got sober and it was just a complete disaster. I mean, I had legal issues. I had financial issues. Um, I was trying to figure out, you know, how do I even um, live on a day-to-day basis? I feel like I had felt like I had no tools to um, live. I, I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. I didn't Um, have an operating system for living as an adult necessarily. And I had this picture in my head of when I used to water ski. And when I would get in the boat after I had done my turn, and I would be looking back at the person that was skiing, and I could see the waves. And then the person would fall, and then we would circle around. And then I could just still see the wave that they were coming in on or the wake that they were coming in on. And it would just slowly dissipate and the white water would dissipate and the lake would get still. And that's really what I imagined my life like. Like, you know what? There's going to be white water for a while and there are going to be a lot of bumps and waves and I'm going to get water up my nose (laughs) and then eventually it's going to get still again and my head's going to be above water and I'm not going to get water up my nose and I can find my ski and I can find the rope and then I can yell to the driver, hit it. (laughs) Just gives me goosebumps and makes me laugh. So listen, wherever you are in your life today, whatever is going on, you can just take a deep breath and then you can make a choice. So as we close out today's podcast, let's meditate, relax, sink in, settle in to just that. That the awareness, the hope, the possibility, the excitement of being able to change directions at any time. So whether you're walking the dog or listening as you drive the car, seated in your backyard, having a cup of coffee in the early morning, Just take a moment to take a deep breath. Move your shoulders away from the neck and soften the jaw. Soften the belly. And you know where you typically hold tension, so maybe revisit that place again. 
And maybe there's a place in your life, whether it be at work or at home or a relationship or self-care. Maybe there's a place that you want to make a shift. That you are having this moment of awareness that what am I doing? What is going on here? And again, taking a big breath in and out. And maybe in the stillness, you can think about who you need to ask for help. You can remember what direction you really want to go. You have an awareness of what the next step is, however small. And then taking another deep breath in and out. And maybe the thing that needs to shift and change is your relationship to regret and mistakes and failures. Maybe that's the shift. Maybe those things were really lighthouses, directional signs, billboards to wake you up, to remind you that you are in charge of your own life. You are empowered to make change whenever you want. So maybe those things, as uncomfortable and unpleasant as they were, perhaps they were actually a positive. And maybe you didn't act on it right at the moment but you're seeing it for what it is now and you're ready to make a shift. So although we practice being in the moment, paying attention to all of our sensory doors in the present moment, I want you to just take a brief moment to Think about what it would be like if you change direction. Not the process, but where you would be if you did change direction. What is the picture you have in your head? Are you living someplace different? Are you at a different job? Have you taken on a volunteer position? Do you have a different self-care routine? Are there different things in your refrigerator? Are your responses to stress differently? Different. 
and taking another deep breath in and out. And if your eyes were closed, you can blink them back open, reacquainting yourself with the space that you're in. And if you were driving, I'm really hoping your eyes were not closed. Perhaps you want to just grab a pencil or paper or grab your phone and write some notes in there about what awareness is to you, what being awake means to you, what your relationship with the word regret is, mistakes, failure. Are you ready to make a shift? Where are you uh, ready to make that shift? Or maybe you just sit still for a few more moments. Because the greatest clarity and sometimes the biggest epiphanies come when we are still and silent. So thank you for joining me today. I look forward to seeing you episode number 11 but until then wishing you peace and ease and freedom <laughs>